This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. What a week we had last week in Nashville, bringing the Blueberry family together for our Blueberry Summit. Thanks to each and every one of you who attended and contributed for making that event such a tremendous success. It was so great to see everyone and what a, what a great time. So much fun. We're going to have a lot to share from that summit, a lot of breaking information, good information, new news, things that we want to share here on the podcast. But I also want to go back. Uh, last month was an important opportunity uh, hosted by the International Fresh Produce Association on a webinar featuring blueberries for the Global Commodity Working Group Series. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to present this episode as a recap of that event. Uh, I was with colleagues from Chile, Mexico, Peru, and South Africa on those current market trends from a global perspective and challenges that we have for our berry category. So for this week's episode, I asked the IFPA if I could use some of the audio from that webinar for this week's podcast. I think this is a great state of the industry, so to speak, for what's happening globally in blueberries. So I highly recommend you listen all the way through to the end, even though the first speaker is someone you've already heard a lot from. Here's a part of my presentation that kicked off that webinar. Uh, well, blueberries certainly have been grown commercially for the last 100 years, native to the U.S., native to North America, I should say. We have seen the growth of blueberries drive a blue wave and a, and a peak season for the domestic industry during the months of July, typically. But those peak seasons domestically in this market are changing quite a bit, uh, where you're seeing new peak seasons. In fact, on the shoulders or in the counter seasons of production, you know, working with our partners in other parts of the world who are bringing in fruit to help us service a year-round market. And that's really important because we have seen clearly that when you have year-round supply, we're staying on store shelves, we're able to provide consumers with what they're looking for, and that growth pattern is going to continue to increase. And our job at the council is to continue to drive that demand while also driving the value of that blueberry to remain high over time. Uh, again, our organization is representative of kind of an international stakeholder group. The U.S. is a global blueberry market, as was described by Rachel. We've got countries here on the call who are going to talk specifically about the work they're doing. But a lot of that fruit ends up being provided into our market in order to meet the demand that's continuing to grow, uh, which is a really important connection back to how this commodity of this particular berry is going to continue to grow over time. And these are kind of our projections uh, working together as an industry to see that, you know, a goal of ours is to increase household penetration, to become the world's favorite fruit. And to do that, you're going to need to increase uh, the consumption, both for those who are kind of our super users. I'll talk a little bit more about that. And the people who aren't as frequent at buying blueberries today, moving them into a more frequent buying pattern. So our vision and our goal and our expectation and forecasting here is we're probably around 52% household penetration rate today, comparing that with strawberries, you know, at something north of 70 today, and where we think we can start to see us clips uh, strawberries in terms of uh, the berry 
household penetration rate race. So, and then the buy rate, you can see that increasing over time. That again is household penetration where we see continued growth against our strategic plan based on our marketing and our efforts as an industry working together. So our success, our program, working with everybody on this call, working with our industry, working with all of our stakeholders is really a call to action that I think is rooted in a really great way of encapsulating all the things that consumers think about blueberries, which is to grab a boost of blue. And so this is a promotion program and a launch created for our organization to kind of encapsulate what blueberries represent to consumers, but also provide a call to action to encourage people to eat more. We just got done with a, a new UNA and some research that we're providing out to the industry, and we'll be getting into a deep dive of this during our fall meeting in Nashville. But uh, you can see here where we can see what this mark is doing for the marketplace and talking to consumers. We did a panel of a thousand plus folks uh, asking them what they thought about this mark. And you can see it motivates them to eat more. They understand that they can eat it by the handful. These are the things that people are, are sensing from the call to action that this new campaign presents to the industry. This is where I want to just share the beginnings of what we're starting to unpack in our new UNA. So this is going to be something that we get a bit more of a deep dive into when, when we get together as an industry this fall. But uh, this is something I wanted to share today since we're just kind of getting this as kind of our perspective on the opportunity ahead in order to drive consumption. And what we found in our new UNA is that there's actually uh, a, an interesting group within uh, the current Blueberry user group. So over the past three months, you can see that there's at least 51% of those surveyed uh, are Blueberry users. In that group, though, you'll find that there's this daily plus, meaning they're eating more than once a day blueberries in their daily diet. And we found this to be really significant because we consider that group, you know, not just heavy, but heavy plus users of blueberries. And they're really identifying a sweet spot for us in our marketing and understanding that they're pretty much super users of berries, probably, but blueberries specifically in this case. Uh, they're fruit fanatics. And there is an audience there that we can still tap into that I think will help drive those who aren't as frequent into the more frequent category. And that, of course, is everybody's goal is to get people who are eating today, eating more. And then I think there's uh, some great strategy in how we can be open to using groups, the non-users today, into the using category and making them more frequent over time. And, and this is just to say uh, there's a lot of runway for the blueberry in consumers' minds, and you can see where we can start to play into that 30% in order to close that gap on the household penetration today. So this is really exciting information, really exciting data. And again, we're really focused on that super fan community, and that's part of where our marketing will go from here. To accomplish all this, we're going to need to be able to do more with more. This has been my mantra since I got here. This is a really important initiative that uh, the North American Blueberry Council, which is another organization that I operate alongside the U.S. High Bush Blueberry Council, but they ended up moving forward with a plan to increase resources beyond the assessment. So a doubling of assessments from a voluntary assessment from the importers of record that we work with uh, has taken place. We've raised over $2.7 million to help drive this initiative. So it's a really exciting proposition because, you know, we're really seeing other examples in our fruit business where we've seen success in driving demand. Obviously, you can use the avocado one here as your one example that I've shared with our organization time and time. And the berry industry certainly is very familiar with the avocado business. But this is the goal. Increase that consumption while increasing the real price per pound, really trying to drive that value up while you're driving the consumption. And that really happens, obviously, in the case of avocados, when you have more resources in order to drive that demand. So that's something we're really focused on. The industry is rallying around this right now. And we really think there's an opportunity ahead for us to accomplish this. 
I'm glad I'm, I've had this opportunity to be with all of you today. We're in very close contact with all the people you'll hear from today because to drive global blueberry demand is a team sport. And that's what we're here to accomplish. We think we've got the resources in place to at least the, the tools in place. We're working on those resources in order to continue to see blueberries be supercharged across the globe. Obviously, there's a lot of opportunity we see in the new UNA in our own marketplace. And uh, again, I could talk about the challenges, we have them, but there is a tremendous amount of opportunity ahead for blueberries that we're just getting started with. And I'm really excited about that and look forward to working with everybody on our vision to make blueberries the world's favorite fruit. So thank you very much. Well, we have a lot more for you here today and what's happening in Chile, Mexico, and Peru, but we want to make sure you get an up to the minute via our weekly crop report. As you know, the North American season has ended, but there's still a lot happening and to keep the year round supply going. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. It's time for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Luis Vegas in Peru and Mario Ramirez in Mexico. This was recorded on October 12th, 2022. Hello, this is Luis with a crop report from Peru until the end of week 40, which is the week ending on October the 9th. So up until week 40 of the season, Peru has shipped a total of 322 million pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide. From this overall volume, 53% has been shipped to the US, 29% to Europe, 15% to China, and 3% to other destinations. From the total volume shipped, 13% have been organics. During week 40, a total of 29.7 million pounds were shipped. 54% of this volume was sent to the US with approximately 16 million pounds, which are expected to arrive the US market during the last week of October. 32% was shipped to Europe, 12% to China, and 1% to other destinations, including Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Costa Rica, Hong Kong, India, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Panama, and Thailand. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Here, Mario, with the Mexican Blue Report for week 40. During this week, Mexico exported a total of 930,000 pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide. And from this volume, 897,000 pounds was fresh blueberries delivered to the United States and another 32,500 pounds to other destinations, mainly Europe and Asia. From this volume, 5,700 pounds were organic blueberries. That means 1% and goes mainly to the United States. Respecting last week, our exportation volume decreased around 37%. And in frozen blueberries, Mexico exported 24,791 pounds, which is a decrease of around 111% compared to previous week. And the frozen Mexican blueberries represents only 1% of the total importations for this week. And that's all in my report. Thank you very much and see you next week. Well, thanks so much to our busy colleagues who take the time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website where you'll find our data and insights center to see more data of what's happening in our blueberry industry. Make sure you go to check that out at ushbc.org forward slash data. Again, that's ushbc.org forward slash data. Now, next, we'll hear a report of what's happening in Chile. Andres Armstrong is the executive director of the Chilean Blueberry Committee. And at this point in his presentation, he is talking about logistics disruptions and the challenges they have presented. 
logistic disruptions were our number one issue uh, the last season, not only for, for blueberries from Chile, but uh, for other species too. So this is uh, something that uh, we are working on to solve the problem coming into the future. But that was our main challenge uh, last season. And probably uh, other countries are facing also some uh, problems with their logistic uh, chain. Another challenge, and I think this is key in order to being able to develop consumption around the world, is to provide consistent quality. We have been growing in consistent supply, and we are working and we are uh, also improving uh, our quality worldwide. And uh, by doing that, our chances of developing and including more consumers to eating blueberries uh, will grow. So this is a challenge we need to work on around the world. Again, new varieties, this is happening every year, new varieties going in, and this is helping to develop uh, better products with better shelf life, better flavor, better opportunities to have uh, more customers eating blueberries around the world. And uh, I, I would like to share only, uh, some uh, member actions towards uh, facing those challenges and, and opportunity uh, from the side of the Chile and uh, Blueberry Committee members. Well, first in the GICS, we are implementing the blue, what we have called the Blueberry Express, uh, which is the, um, it's a charter service to the U.S. coast. This is where we had most of our, our problem last season. It was very challenging to get uh, with our fruits uh, within a reasonable time to market. So we expect with this charter service uh, starting on week 49 this year to be under the two weeks transit time to the U.S. East Coast, which is our, our main uh, market of destination. So this is our, uh, our first, uh, I mean, action this coming season with the Blueberry Express. There are some other services, for example, for, for China, which is called the, the Cherry Express, on which blueberries are going, taking advantage of those services, as well as cherries coming into the U.S. This season will take advantage of uh, the Blueberry Express coming to the East Coast. So. The fact that Chile has uh, multiple uh, species being exported to different parts of the world, there's uh, an, an opportunity to share uh, services to accessing those markets in, in, in closer time. Well, this is, the, this is something that we have been working for some years now, which we have called the Chilean Blueberry Committee Quality System that is um, taking into account different uh, parts of, the, of our business, starting with the varieties, we're trying to encourage the variety renewal, but also uh, discourage the varieties that some years ago would have been uh, good to the market, but today we, we need to take them out of the scope. And they, they've been moving to the frozen industry, as I will show you uh, afterwards. Then we have been working in orchard management, harvesting management, which is key for providing quality fruit. Post-harvest, this is something in which Chile have been working for a long while since we are far away from almost every market. Uh, and all the species have been working in, in developing post-harvest technologies. With blueberries, it's the same case. And finally, we have uh, quality standards our members uh, need to meet to provide only the best quality fruit for being shipped to the markets. This is a slide of uh, showing our total blueberry exports. Uh, you can see that we got to a point of the last five seasons, uh, around 100, 110,000 tons. This is, this is fresh. And, and last season, we were down by 9%, mostly because of our, the challenges with the logistic chain. So a lot of the fruit that um, needed not to be shipped because of the logistic disruptions. So 
we haven't got our forecast for the coming season, but uh, most probably that would go uh, a little bit below to what we have last season, adjusting our exports. This is the this is where our fruit is going, biggest market the U.S. But you see how Europe has been growing, and uh, Asia being a, a little bit stable. We had uh, a fifteen percent shipments to to Asia uh, three seasons ago, but um, the COVID situation in China particularly changed that and uh, we're now in the way of going back of uh, regaining uh, our exports to particularly China, which was the main uh, problem with the, the COVID situation. But you, you could see the steady growth on, on, in Europe and, and keeping a, a very important share in the US. Thank you to Andres for that presentation. And now we're going to hear a report from Mexico. Jose Luis Bustamante is the president of Annaberries. And in this part of his presentation, he's talking about the growth of their industry over the past decade. In the last 10 years, the growth has been tremendous, especially in blueberries and raspberries and blackberries. And we, have, we create more like 440,000 jobs, direct jobs, plus a, a multiple jobs on, on the chain. We export over 521,000 tons. And the Mexican markets, uh, if you include process and process, we have $3.5 billion as an export. So we believe in the Mexico's berries are, we want to provide fruit for all year round, 52 weeks a year. We want to be recognized as the quality. We have a high food safety standards and we are working on the genetic and on the new varieties who have better flavor, better size and better nutrition for our consumers. So this is the Mexico market where our berries get. And as we saw in the previous presentations, 98% of our market points to the North America. And we are developing new markets in Europe and to Asia, but still our main market and we are close to the border to the US and, and North America is our biggest market. The growth of the, of the blueberries in the last five years is really increasing. We are thinking in, to have 75,000 tons for the export. We are really increasing the year. Uh, there's more and more export from, from blueberries. There's new techniques on the, on the fields that we are growing more and more in substrate production, less in the ground. And that's permitted to having a better distribution of the, of the harvest. One of the biggest challenge for the Mexican industry is to diversify the markets because of the berries of the perishable condition of our, our berries. Our main market remains the North America, but we need to diversify markets and we need better logistics in, in terms of the air freight, better rates, more And in the last two years, that was a, a big problem with all the logistics and supply chain. So markets is one of our challenges to diversify the market. Also in the markets, since last three years, we've been developing the domestic market, which in Mexico being a country of 120 million, we still believe that this is a big chunk of production. In Mexico market, we are used to strawberries, but we are not very familiar with blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. So we believe we have also a good opportunity to grow the domestic market. 
The second one in our challenge, we need to be more friendly with the ecosystem. We need to start looking for alternatives to the use of plastics from the ground, from the production area, from the hoops, from the tunnels that we use, from the to the clamshells and go to the consumer. So that's an, another challenge that we, our industry fights. As I mentioned there, we have the, the logistics with fewer spaces in the, in the airplanes going to the Europe or going to the Far East. But really, we need to have a more maritime logistics for blueberries. I think we, just, we have an opportunity. I like to see what Andres mentioned about the blueberry express. That that would be an interesting thing for for some of the Mexican blueberries going to the to the Far East. Then labor, as I mentioned before, we just well, a couple of years ago we signed the the North American Free Trade Agreement, the new one called Temec. There was a very important chapter signed by Mexico on the authorities on the labor law. Labor law in Mexico is evolving to be a more vigilant and more assuring that everybody is treated fairly and paid fairly. So this is a challenge that we need to down to all, all the growers in the industry has to do that. And that's basically what our challenges, I, I would say in labor, as mentioned earlier, many of our workers go and start working in Mexico and then go to work in the, in the US. The H2A program from the US for Mexican workers is working very well. And I think it's, it's one of the, the avenues that we can use to have labor force both in the US and in Mexico. So definitely we complement each other. Another big, big with the climate change and the situation right now, we have areas in Mexico suffering the same drought that California or Chile. But on the other hand, we have areas in Mexico that have an over rain and flooding and, and all that kind of thing. So we really need to start using more efficient use of water. As I mentioned earlier, the, the blueberries are moving into more substrate production using drip irrigation, substrate, pots, and that kind of program. So we are more efficient in the, in the use of the water. We, got, we are developing areas where the hoops are covering the land have a place for the rain water to go from the underwater or the reservoirs. And we see in, in Baja production, we, have, we are using more and more uh, reverse osmosis plants, so, so using desalinization plants to irrigate our crops. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for that update, Jose Luis. We're going to take a quick break here for our Blueberry Boost. We'll be right back to this conversation in a moment. But for now, here's USHBC NABC Vice President of Engagement and Education, Amanda Griffin. Thanks, Casey. This week for our Blueberry Boost, as we are coming out of our event in Nashville, we're shifting gears to showcase our presence at both the Global Produce and Floral Show in Orlando and Asia Fruit Logistica in Bangkok. During the Global Produce and Floral Show taking place October 27th through 29th in Orlando, Florida, the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council will be telling their story of the opportunities within the blueberry sector and elevating the Grab a Boost of Blue campaign. Make sure to visit the team at booth number 5051 throughout the week. We will also be hosting a meet and greet in the booth on Friday, October 28th from 3 to 4.30 p.m. 
Make sure you don't miss this opportunity to meet other blueberry enthusiasts and enjoy some tasty Boost of Blue treats. Now, immediately following the Global Produce and Floral Show, the team packs up and heads over to Bangkok for the Asia Fruit Logistica Show, taking place November 2nd through 4th. Stop by our booth located in Hall 13, Stand P32. Similarly to Orlando, we will be hosting yet another meet and greet filled with blueberry innovations. The gathering will take place in our booth on November 3rd from 4 to 6 p.m. We sure would love to see all of you there as we talk more about the amazing blueberry and all of the inspiring possibilities for blueberries. This has been your weekly blueberry boost. Now, Casey, back to you. Thanks, Amanda. One final speaker for the webinar that we're going to highlight here today is a familiar voice to this podcast, Luis Vegas of Pro Arandanos, who gave the update for Peru. Well, uh, first of all, it's no news for, for the audience. Peru has, has grown in blueberry production by more than 15 times in the, in the last seven seasons. And for the coming season, we forecast that uh, by the end of the season, Peru has, will have exported around 285,000 tons of blueberries worldwide. So far in the season, we have shipped already 75,000 tons. So by the end of the season, again, we are forecasting a growth of around 28% in volume regarding our previous season. All this information is for fresh blueberries. Uh, regarding the seasonality of Peruvian exports, 50% of all our exports are shipped during September and October. If you take the figures from August to December, 90% of all our production is shipped during this month. So. For the last five seasons, during September and October, 50% of the volume, of the total volume of the season, was shipped during these two months. So right now, we're getting into the peak of the Peruvian season, which is during the last week of September and the first week of October. You have to consider that the time from departure to market can take between two to even four weeks uh, regarding the destination. Regarding organics, our forecast for this season is that from the total volume sheet by the end of the season, 13% will be of organic fresh blueberries. Uh, and as an additional piece of information, uh, 97% of the volume ship so far for organics has been shipped to the US, 3% to Europe and the remainder percent to other destinations. So for Peruvian organic fresh blueberries, the U.S. is by far the main destination of this product. Regarding varieties, uh, we have seen in Peru there has been an increase in the number of varieties. Back in 2016, we had registered four varieties, with Biloxi representing 58% of all the uh, blueberry exports. Today, we have registered more than 60 varieties, and the uh, participation of Biloxi has dropped to 25%. Actually, Biloxi is no longer the main variety planted in Peru. The main variety now is Ventura, but we are seeing also the appearance of newer varieties. And that's why also we see that the total number of varieties planted in Peru has increased exponentially. And there's a reason for that. Well, in this, in this slide, we have tried to show the, the factors for the growth of Peruvian blueberries. There's some external factors, 
and also internal factors. From external factors, we can, I, I like to highlight the different commercial, international trading uh, agreements between Peru and different countries across the world that has been really important. And regarding more internal factors, I would say the professionalism of the blueberry companies in Peru. That has been really important for the Peruvian growth. But there's even one factor that we'd like to highlight even more, and that's the weather. So the weather alongside the coastline in Peru, it's a temperate uh, weather, which is characterized by the absence of, of rainfall and an annual average temperature between 18 and 90 degrees Celsius, which provides a weather that brings earliness in blueberry production. And that helps a lot to try new varieties. So you can try new varieties in Peru faster. And that has been really important and has been an advantage for Peruvian producers of blueberries. And just to, to finish the presentation, in this slide, I have summarized what's our objectives as an association moving forward. Uh, first of all, information. We want to achieve a more informed industry around blueberry production, consumption, forecast. And I think that this meeting today, organized by IFPA, it's really important, again, to share this information. So for us, that's super important to have a more informed industry. We think that's going to be super important for the sustainability of the industry moving forward. Also, as my colleagues also mentioned before, increased consumption in the main markets. Again, I want to acknowledge the work being done by the USHBC. And as Casey mentioned, this is a, a joint effort between the different production regions, the main markets. So yeah, super important to, to focus on, on increasing consumption. Also, another area of focus for us is uh, gaining access to new markets and also improving access conditions to existing markets. For example, uh, at least in the case of Peru, we have gained access this year to export to Israel. And last year we gained access to export fresh blueberries to India, to Malaysia and Taiwan. And we're working to open new markets across the world. Just to mention a couple of them, we're working to open the markets in, in Asia, for example, Vietnam, Indonesia, South Korea, and Japan. And last but not least, also our area of focus for us here in Proarandanos is to secure the uh, conditions to produce blueberries in our country, always focusing in increasing the competitiveness of our sector, and also really important to work in communications and highlight best practices, both locally and internationally. So that's my presentation. Hopefully you have enjoyed. Thank you. Thank you to Louise for that report and to all those who participated in this webinar. I especially want to thank the leadership at the International Fresh Produce Association for putting that event on and for allowing us to use this audio for our podcast. That's it for episode 116. Now we're back from the Blueberry Summit. I look forward to a busy fourth quarter of 2022. We'll have a lot of great guests. We're so grateful for those of you who took the time to give us feedback in our listener survey. That was really meaningful feedback. We're incorporating that feedback and we certainly appreciate all of the remarks, comments, and notes of appreciation for what this podcast represents for our industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries. Blueberries.